this is Dan from The Fifth Age, and today I have a little side discussion from our Fianor episode where we talk about Melkor and the Vala. Here it is. Here's an interesting tidbit about Fianor. When he died, uh, his body burned. The spirit of fire inside consumed him, and he disappeared in a puff of smoke. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That's like not a Jedi death. That's like a... It's like a demon death. It's like a vampire death. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty creepy, actually. That's also very much like in line with being a reference to Lucifer for me. Because Mm -hmm. you have this being that was created of light. Mm -hmm. You know, that was supposed to be the brightest shining star. Going back to Melkor as well who Melkor was, you know, is also another allusion in my mind to Lucifer, who you have this, you have this being that you've created, uh, speaking of, of Eru, right? Mm-hmm. Who's created this being who is supposed to be better, who's more like Eru than any other being, and turns out to actually be more like Eru, and Eru doesn't like that. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, that's really what happens. And, and you know, Melkor is one of the most powerful Vala. He is put on a level with Manwe. Well, he's the only one that can create stuff on his own. And he doesn't, he doesn't though. He doesn't create on his own. Let's, let's talk back again about the elves being in Middle Earth uh-huh. first. So before, before they were discovered to have awoken, uh, Arome used to hunt in Middle Earth, hunt the creatures of Morgoth. Um, right. Rock on. Yeah. On his giant horse, which for some reason I always think of uh, Odin's horse. Yeah, but I don't Did think it have it, just the usual four legs, though. I think so, but I always imagine it with like eight. So Arome liked to hunt the creatures of Morgoth. Yeah, uh, Melkor at this time in uh, Middle Earth, and they they didn't know that the elves had awoken yet, and the elves could see the Vala fighting Morgoth's creatures, and some of them were scared, and they ran. And when Arome came, when the, when the Vala eventually came and found them to bring them back to Valinor, to bring them to Valinor, some of them ran from the Vala because they remember Melkor. They remember the fights of Melkor and Melkor's creatures and the Vala. Oh, wow. And the, it's, it's vague, it's somewhat vague, but it's thought that those elves that, that were afraid and ran from the Vala ran straight to Morgoth and he captured them. And tortured them until they became orcs. Oh, wow. So he does not... And, and Tolkien is very specific that the evil does not create. There's a doe just running across the field. Like right outside my apartment. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and because there's like no trees, it just was perfect. That was beautiful. Perfect view. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I no, didn't. that was a valid interruption. It's actually quite beautiful here right now. It, it's so nice. <sighs> I'm so glad we're not indoors. Anyway, so the elves... So Tolkien is very specific about the fact that Melkor cannot create. He can only twist that which already exists to his own dark purposes. Sauron as well. Sauron is a little bit different. Oh, he so does, he can't create. Sauron creates the ring. But oh no 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 no! But, but Melkor, Morgoth. I thought Melkor had. This is just a mis. I like I said, I've never read the Silmarillion. This is just a misunderstanding from me that Melkor had more power than any of the other Vala, 
And I I kind of leapt from that, I think, to that he could create stuff. Because the other Vela also don't create things exactly. Um, they create, but they create the platonic ideal of whatever it is that they want. So the this this idea of the pl- platonic ideal in Tolkien is very well represented in the first chapter of the Silmarillion. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what happens in the first chapter is Eru, God, uh-huh. creates Ea existence and he brings the spirits the vala the powers of Ea together to sing right and he directs the music and he everything is through the mind of eru iluvatar however you whatever you want to say um and so he directs the music and the vala the valar create it create the music so everything that they pull from earth everything that they create was originated in the mind of Eru. And then, but then later, like Iuli with the dwarves, for example, Iuli shapes them, but needs the help of Eru to breathe life into them. Yeah. Well, he... To make them able to exist on their own, separate yes. from him. Yes, but when he tries, and he's told by Eru to... Dis- he doesn't tr- told by Eru to destroy them. He's he's Eru asks him why he created something that wasn't in the song, why he brought something of his own. Which is very much echoing to Melkor. Yeah, who, yeah. who, when the song was being, when they were creating the song, Melkor sang his own themes and started his own thing, and Eru yeah. would always bring the theme, bring him back into the theme, uh-huh. but it wasn't appreciated. His, his improvised jazz wasn't appreciated. <laughs> um, he was the Kenny G of the... <laughs> <laughs> of the Vela. Improvisational jazz not allowed. So he, <laughs> he, uh, everything that he ended up creating in that song, Eru pulled back and made part of the, the greater theme and then continued. So the things that Melkor tries to make are always turned back by the Vala. I mean, which would be very frustrating, right? If you're, because oh he's a genius. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, at least in his own mind, whether or not he actually is, he's he's like a person. He has lots of power. He would he would be, you know, a genius. And he, well, he has lots of even if he's not right, he has lots of ideas. He's creating his own stuff, and and it's never appreciated. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so you want to read Tolkien? They yeah. they talk about this at length in the one. I don't know if it's their first episode, but their first uh, or second uh, episode. Well, it's the one that's called Team Melkor. Um, <laughs> What were you going to say? Uh, Aule. Aule. Dwarves? Dwarves. He he created the dwarves because he wanted to make something of his own that shared his love of mining and, and crafting. And, right. And so he made he made dwarves um, knowing that the elves were supposed to be first. And oh, yeah, because the elves hadn't awoken yet. The elves hadn't awoken yet. And Eru saw and said, hey, man, what's this? And Aule was like... I get to go first. And Aule <laughs> repented and was going to kill his creations. He was going to smash his creations with a hammer. And they cowered. And Eru said, wait a second. Okay, no, these these things have merit and value. We're going to keep them. But they're going to sleep under the mountains for a long time until the firstborn, the elves, can awaken. That's it for this time. As always, we'd love to hear your questions. You can contact us on Twitter at 5th Age Podcast, on Facebook, by email at show at 5thagepodcast.com, or even by signing up on 5thagepodcast.com to leave a comment. 
If you want to help more people find The Fifth Age, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or whatever platform you get the show from. The music, as always, is provided by the amazing Dr. Turtle. You can find him on Bandcamp. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you next time.